Hey, Tommy. Hey, Amanda. So to kick off 2024, I have a question for you. What do the Barbie movie and Saltburn have in common? Uh, I don't know. They sound very far apart. They're not because pregnant Barbie clearly has a bathtub kink. Do you know what we're going to be talking about today? I do now, uh, unfortunately. Uh, is it Saltburn? It is Saltburn, and that's what we're talking about today. On Can We Talk About? Hi, I'm Kyle. Can We Geek About is a new podcast from Gotham West. Each week, JJ and I will delve into the geekier side of pop culture, from our favorites in science fiction and fantasy, to new releases and even maybe rag on some absolute flops. We promise that even if you don't like what we have to say, you'll like how we say it. But anyway, can we geek about? Did you really need me here for this? I just needed a ride. (sighs) Can we geek about? So give us a listen, subscribe or follow, wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you. I'm sorry I don't know your name. I'm uh, I'm Felix. Oliver. Oliver. Yeah. Oliver. <laughs> Oliver, I love you. I love yeah. I love you. I love you. I love you. Seriously. Okay. Thank you so much, mate. So kind. You're a fucking lifesaver, really. Hey, Tommy. Hey, Amanda. Man, it's been a while. It's been a year. It's been, it's, we haven't spoken since last year, technically. We haven't. And it is our first episode of 2024. And surprise, surprise, folks. It's because Amanda was sick. Are you, you're not 100% better, right? No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Uh, But you know what? We just talked about this. There's no way that 2024 can be as bad as 2023 was for me. So. (laughs) <laughs> we are positive. I'm ignoring mm-hmm. that I'm sick. Yes. And we figured why not kick off the first episode of 2024 with so far the biggest. I know it came out in 2023, but so far the yeah. most talked about movie of 2024, Saltburn. Yeah. It's, I went in completely cold. I don't know okay. if you did too. Did you no. know anything about this going in? Sure did. Okay. Sure I did. knew nothing about this movie coming in. Which was I, I like doing that. Like I feel like I, I have it's one of those things where like my my curiosity gets the best of me a lot and I will jump ahead and try to find out information about a movie and then work myself backwards. This is movie this is a movie where I somehow avoided all the TikTok memes and people talking about it and everything that came about. All I knew was that there was was a scene or scenes. I think I think it was like I was led to believe it was like one scene that was like like a rough quote unquote like disgusting or something that was making people talk, but there was no additional details about it. Okay. That's as that's, that's as fair. cold as I went in. And I'm right. I was happy I went in cold because I because I'm sort of discovering what the hell the movie's about as I go, which was which was fun. But Okay, so I will say I did not have that experience. Okay. So because of this podcast, I find myself on film and television TikTok a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Saltburn was uh, shown at the Telluride Festival in August. Mm-hmm. So I had started to see clips and people talking about it and all this kind of stuff from August. Yeah. Then November, it was released in the UK. 
And then it hit Prime Video um, on the 22nd of December, a month, exactly a month later. So it was like 22nd of November was the UK and US film release. And then a month later to Amazon Prime. So I, I, okay, from a lady standpoint, Mm -hmm. Jacob Elordi from, have you watched Euphoria yet? No, I haven't. Okay, so I have. I love Euphoria. Uh-huh. Yeah. Loved him in Euphoria. Acting skills through the freaking roof for this kid. And then I had been seeing a lot of clips of him playing Elvis in the new Priscilla movie. Oh, That's okay. all about Elvis from Priscilla's standpoint. And I was like, yo, this kid okay. is hot as fuck. <laughs> Where is this little boy coming from? Then I started to see clips from this movie. And I okay. think that I went into this movie a, with a different idea of how it was going to turn out. Okay. What, what, I very what did much you knew. expect it to be? Okay, so I very much knew that it was some juxtaposition between uh, Barry Keegan and and Jacob Elordi. Yeah. And their characters, uh, Oliver and Felix. I very much knew it was something with that. I thought it was going to be more relationship between them. Okay. I I knew that it was uh, like a, I didn't expect the modern day cruel intentions, if that makes sense. That's what this felt like to me. Yeah. Okay. Very much so modern day cruel intentions. Love that it's set in 2006. But my, my initial thing was like, okay, this is the story of a, not so rich kid with a rich guy and this rich guy's like super hot and maybe they have this summer fling that like leads to some i don't know some embarrassment some shame and like one of them dies that's literally what i thought this movie was going to be i okay. was wrong <laughs> i was wrong yeah and we just i mean since then we've got some some awards that they've won for this movie that we can get Already? to later. Okay. But, uh, you know, there's overall, mm-hmm. what did you think? So because I went in completely cold, my interpretation before I get, I get any deeper, like I walk, I, I walk in and I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. He's this kid at college. He's kind of awkward. And then there's this like sort of, I, I'm trying to decipher, like, is it a sexual attraction? Is it like a, mm-hmm. Like just attraction to like he's the cool guy. Like I'm trying to figure out what the movie is trying to tell me about these characters, and I didn't even know what the hell the title meant either. <laughs> like at some point I'm like, oh, is someone is 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 a salt burn a thing? Like is someone like I didn't either. Tell us, yeah, I didn't know where this was going. And then I think what caught me too is early on there's that other kid at Oxford that the 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 main character uh, Oliver he like. It sort of befriends him rather than oh, Oliver the math befriending kid. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, is something going to happen there?" Because like clearly that that Me too. guy, like, yeah. I didn't know there was what was happening. And then we, and then eventually we leave Oxford and go off to Saltburn, right? The Saltburn Manor Mansion, whatever it's called. And then it was just I wasn't sure if the movie was going to go dark or if it was going to like I didn't know I didn't know what the movie was making itself out to be. Which was a super fun ride because yeah, absolutely. Especially if you if you're going in and not knowing what to expect, it's it's a I don't know. I felt like it was a I I felt like I probably wouldn't have enjoyed it as much if I knew what to expect. If I was just sitting there waiting for 
the story to unravel or this thing to happen or that thing to happen. So I'm glad I went in the way I did because I don't know if the movie would be as enjoyable as it is if it weren't for that. That makes I any agree. Sense. I'm glad I was so wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I was completely yeah. wrong. And I, I will say just the, the plot of this movie is essentially in the fall of 2006, a scholarship kid named Oliver Quick struggles to fit in at Oxford and uh, he befriends a rich kid, Felix Catton. Catton? Catton? I forget how they pronounce yeah. it. But so he's super fucking rich. And there's some royalty there. Is there? They don't say what it is, but like. He's like dead relative. There's George V. Yeah, it's it's never explained where their wealth comes from, right? It, it's it's never like explicitly explained yeah. where this family gets their wealth. Am, am I wrong in that? Or I remember there's a scene where someone says like, "Must be nice to have all the money and the title." Okay. So I'm assuming that probably comes along with whatever the situation yeah. is, but. You know, Oliver becomes friends with him and tells him that his family's drug addicts is both his parents are dealing drugs and they're addicts. And, you know, Felix feels bad for Oliver and invites him to spend the summer at his family's country house. But there's like, to your point, the kid in the beginning, Mm -hmm. I don't there's just so much to talk about with this movie. (laughs) But like that kid, I kind of have a feeling you get the idea that Felix, played by Jacob Elordi, has a new summer project, like a new kid that he brings home every summer. Because they, the family constantly says like, oh, I like you better than last year's summer yeah, yeah, kid yeah. or whatever. I have a feeling the psychomath kid mm-hmm. was is his last, last year's project? kid or the, the year before because he does say to him, just so you know, he's going to get tired of you and he's going to move yeah. on. So oh, I have yeah. a feeling they don't explore that a lot, but I have yeah. a feeling that that kind of has something to do with it. And what an exploration of. So the person who directed this played. Did you know this? She played Midge, the pregnant yes, Barbie. I, okay, yeah. okay. Thank you. TikTok. I know that. Yeah. yeah. So her name is Emerald Fennel and she played Midge, the pregnant Barbie, which kind of ties back to the fact that Margot Robbie, who directed and helped produce the Barbie movie and starred in the Barbie movie. She made Fennel's two movies. Mm-hmm. She for under her production company. So yes. this movie, she did Saltburn and she also did Promising Young Woman. Yes. So both made by Margot Robbie's production company. So there's a tie-in to that. Yeah. But there is a uh I don't know. This movie is dark. I don't mm-hmm. Wikipedia says it's a black comedy psychological thriller. Yeah, I saw psychological thriller comedy. I saw that too. That this was that this was tagged as a black comedy, and I love like dark black comedies. This I didn't. I don't know where the comedy comes from in this. If anything, like the only reason I can sort of see it vaguely tagged as that is because the concept of like how rich this family is and they're like living to excess and just like they're bloated kind of fat pigs kind of thing. Yeah. Like that concept is sort of played up to such like a, you know, almost to a parody that that's the only thing I can sort of see in here. But other than, other than that, I, this is not, I I don't understand how this is categorized as a dark comedy. It is not to your point. Yeah. It's like a psychological psychological thriller. thriller. Absolutely. So just to talk a little bit about the cast. So we've got Barry Keegan who plays 
Oliver, who essentially yeah. is, you don't think is going to be the main character. You're like, oh, he's the main character. And then all of a sudden you think, okay, this is going to be the story of Felix. Where does Oliver fall into it? You kind of realize that it's it's Oliver's story featuring Felix, uh, played by Jacob Elordi. Rosamund Pike plays the hot mom. Yeah. Uh, Richard E. Grant, he plays the dad. And then you've got Allison Oliver, who plays uh, the sister. Yeah. And Archie Matawake. I hope I'm saying that right. Meta Farley. Who plays Farley. And who's like the cousin of the family whose mom left the UK and went to the US and has now squandered all of her money. And now he's kind of like a charity case riding the family's coattails. But there is a huge and i don't know if you know this there's a massive greek mythology undertone to this whole thing no you're not someone else mentioned to me i mentioned i saw the movie and then a a friend of mine mentioned it's like oh yeah there's like so many like it's one of those movies where if you go back and watch it again there's like all these like little yeah like symbolisms and and things that you might catch on the second watch you might not pick up on the first you know that i was obsessed with that the whole movie yeah (laughs) that was my thing (laughs) so it's essentially the story of uh it's a story about hubris which is an adaptation of greek the greek mythology about the minotaur who is oliver who's created for punishment for the greek god crete who is super ungrateful yeah and the minotaur played by oliver played for Oliver by Barry Keegan is essentially the minotaur that comes to threaten this family. Yeah. Felix is played uh, as kind of like the Icarus character who was the son of the architect that created the labyrinth that embodies the minotaur story. And it's funny enough, that is the whole maze in the center. That's the labyrinth from Greek mythology. Like there's, there's so much to it, but Essentially that even the Minotaur is like shown throughout the whole movie and in the maze when Barry Keegan's like standing there with Jacob Elordi and like, you know, they're yeah essentially kills him. You know, he poisons yeah. him with the liquor bottle. He statue behind him. That's a Minotaur is the same body as Barry Keegan so that people would be like, oh, OK, I get it. I get it. And the. Minotaur that he's based off of essentially was summoned to create chaos and destruction for the family and pick off the family one by one because they were so disgusting with their display of wealth and how they spent their money and all that kind of stuff. And also I saw a TikTok today about how they compare it to The Shining, how the labyrinth is also like the story of a man's like delving into his madness, just like in The Shining. I forgot about the scene where he's got the maze on the table yeah. in front of him and he like goes more mad and more mad. Same thing. And essentially the Minotaur becomes both the monster and the victim because he gets stuck inside the labyrinth forever. Hmm. Essentially what Oliver does, he's stuck in Saltburn forever. Yeah. And Icarus, the son, essentially Felix, flies too close to the sun despite his parents' warnings and he dies and he escapes a tower that he was put in looking over the labyrinth that he can never escape by growing his own wings. So he flies too close to the sun. He dies. Mm -hmm. And obviously so does Felix wearing wings. Yeah. While Oliver is dressed like a minotaur (gasps) for his birthday party. Wow. 
Also, I did. I mean, I, I'll give him this. I mean, Oliver looked great in his uh, in his party outfit. He sure there. did yeah. with his little no shirt and white yeah, jacket. This is kind of cool. That's my biggest takeaway. <laughs> I, exactly. I I do want to say though, there's a couple things because this is supposed to be based on 2006 Oxford, England. They're at Oxford, and you know, essentially Barry Keegan's playing the what did you say, the scholarship kid? Yeah. And Jacob Elordi is like the rich kid. Again, yeah. giving very much cruel intentions, right? Yeah. Like trying to get into the cool kid. Did you expect Barry Keegan's penis as much as you saw it? I, I only expected it because Okay. That's that's essentially what I was warned about. Okay. All I was uh, this I is mean, what, like, good for him because he did, didn't seem to have a care in the world. But if you him. told me I had to do a dancing scene in a mansion, mm-hmm. snorting blow and just flopping my dick around, don't yeah. know I would have signed up for it. Flaccid dick, might I say. Flaccid. I mean, he has he has, he has nothing to be ashamed of. Nothing. Flaccid. Good no, for him. He sure doesn't. And and I think that was a, oh, I mean, that was all I heard was there was a bathtub scene, which we'll get to. Yes, we will. All I all I heard was quote unquote like the bathtub scene. That's all I knew. Okay. And because I also heard that you would that his penis is is out, I'm like, okay, cool. So it's like a scene of him in the bathtub with his with his dick out. Like that's what I was fully expecting. Not expecting what we got. But um No. But no, good for him. I mean, good yeah. I said, remember the scene where they're like in the field in the beginning when he first gets the salt burn yes. and everyone's like no clothes in the field or whatever the hell they yeah. say. And he takes it off and fairly the cousin is like, good for you. Yeah. Good for you. The only time, the only time Farley actually gives yeah. him some credit. Yeah. That was the thing about this movie too. Is like, you know, like I'll, I, I feel like it's because of scenes like that, that everyone's talking about the movie. Mm-hmm. Like if you remove those scenes, it's still a crazy thriller. Agreed. But I think it elevates it. It's one of those things where it's like, or, you know, I think it's fair to always like look at stuff like that in a movie and be like, all right, is this add to the plot kind of thing? Or is it just here for the value of like what it's, and I was like, no, no, I mean, I get it. I don't have to like it. I don't think it's, I don't, you know, I'm like, it doesn't, it's not my kink as I've said, but yeah. like at the same time too, I'm like, you know, I totally get it. Like also I fully thought that him having sex with dirt uh, was, the scene everyone was talking about completely improvised by the way really that entire scene was completely improvised uh (laughs) love it love it i love just to lay there and be like you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna i'm gonna fuck this dirt don't do that put it back put it it away just put it away barry (laughs) everyone's everyone's looking over at uh at the director emerald and be like why is she not cutting why Why is she allowing this but uh, i will say that it does explore like how psychologically unwell he was. Mm, and I will say by yeah. the end of the movie, all I could think of is his lovely normal parents. Yeah. Just wondering where the fuck their kid is. <laughs> and he's just out here drinking cum water and fucking yeah. mounds of dead dirt. Yeah. Wait, can I ask a question? It, yeah, all right. This is going to jump to the end to back to the beginning and, and, and then some, but, but I, here's my- I, I think this movie is the whole thing is jumping around. So you're fine. I don't know if if this was ever answered. So I understand, and obviously, I mean, we're way beyond spoilers, but like, I understand he is he planned this, right? He planned the the meet cute with with yes. Felix. Yeah, is he it ever put explained the, the thing in his tire? Yeah, is it ever explained why? Like, is it ever explained why he targeted yes. Felix? Yes. Okay. Ready. So, okay. 
Venetia says in the scene in the bathtub. Yeah. Right. So she's in the bathtub. Yeah. And she's like, you're not a leech. You're not like. A, you know, you're not sucking us dry. Yeah. You're a moth and you're drawn to shiny and pretty things. But you have to poke holes in those things to consume them whole. Like you poke holes in everything until you can consume them. And that's what you did with my family. You poked holes in my family and then you consume them whole. So then it kind of like flashes back at the end of the movie to Felix doing all these things. And so he arrives to Oxford first day. What's the first thing he sees? Jacob Elordi with his little eyebrow ring, Felix. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Standing there with all of his rich friends and like nobody's talking to him. Nobody's acknowledging him. Okay. And essentially saying like, you're like a moth. Mm -hmm. You want the shiny and pretty things. So he's like obsessed with getting the things that he cannot achieve. And he becomes so obsessed and enamored with them that Mm -hmm. he figures out how can I not only get them, but like break them down to nothing. Hmm. And he sees that first day, as soon as he walks in, that's what he sees is Felix standing there. Okay. That big group around him. Yeah. So he's like, that's what I want that. I want to be that guy. Okay. And I think that he essentially sets up the meet cute and then realizes like, Oh, not only can I be that guy, but like I can ingrain myself into that, into his life. Yeah. Okay. I didn't expect that. Like, I don't think anybody. Well, because the thing is, I think the thing too is like, it's so like he sets everything up so well. And so meticulously that to just take a step back and be like, oh, it's just because he saw him on the first day of Oxford. Yeah. And there has to be more to it. So there's there's the the scene where he's his first breakfast at Mm -hmm. Saltburn and he's sitting there and barely says something. And he says, no, that was Byron. And it shows you like he says it immediately and it shows you how like obsessed he is with Lord Byron, who essentially was fucking his sister. Lord Byron's a real poet from the 19th century. He's like fucking his sister. I was obsessed with gaining fame and power and like pushing himself into the circle of the people that respected him. Brings you back to that first scene where he's in the office getting tutored and he's read the whole reading list and he's reciting the poems from Lord Byron and Fairy Lily's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And so it shows you that he's like truly obsessed with Lord Byron because he knows so much about him. And it's essentially what Lord Byron was doing. He's like picking apart people, trying to ingrain himself into the high society because he didn't have that. But I kind of like the way that you think that he's this like down and out kid. So that you have so much empathy for him. Yeah. Before you find out that he's like, no, you're upper middle class, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, too, is like your. I think when everything unravels, right, when 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 his lie about yeah. his family unravels, you're still kind of rooting for him. Like, or maybe I was. I don't know. Like, I don't know how to feel anymore. I, yeah. I, I'm still like, oh, man, I'm not like, oh, wow, this guy is crazy. I feel bad. It's unraveling. Like, I like you're almost assuming like, oh, he he lied and he is a little crazy. Like, obviously, he went, you know, he's like pretending his dad died, all this other st- stuff. Maybe rooting for him is the wrong word, but I don't know. I found myself rooting for him a lot. Well, I was going to say, too, I think it's because the Felix and his family are so, again, they're just so gluttonous with everything. Yeah, you're not rooting for them. 
So regardless of whether or not Oliver lied and, and created this entire fabrication for empathy, you're still like, oh, yeah, but give the guy a break. Like he's just he just wants to be friends. Yeah. I, I don't think it's even clear at that point that he's doing this at a like maliciously. Like you're still thinking like, oh, he's just doing this because he wants to be friends with this guy for whatever reason. And 100%. And I think you're, you're still assuming I don't know. Was your assumption in the beginning that it was strictly out of like what did you have an assumption for what his fascination with him was? Like, was it romantic or sexual or just something else completely? Definitely felt sexual, but it was I also thought it was kind of like any sexual attraction he had to him was his, his obsession of wanting to become him. Yeah. Like the way that the girl that you know, um, Felix slash Jacob Elordi is hanging out with goes to look for Felix that night. And Felix is now blown off Oliver and Oliver's walking back to his room. Mm -hmm. yeah. And he's like, oh, sorry, he's at the bar. And she's like, oh, he didn't tell me. Yeah. And she's like, do you have alcohol? And he's like fully going to take advantage of the fact that like this girl wanted him and now I can have her. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Well, they were taking advantage of each other at that point. Absolutely. As yeah. I would. Yeah. You have alcohol? <laughs> yeah. Let's do this. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't know what, I mean, when he, well, if we fast forward to, uh, I think this was the first, like, what the fuck scene was the, the, the scene with him and, uh, Venetia or did that come after the bathtub scene? Uh, I can't remember. I remember. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, we'll just, so with, uh, Allison Oliver with, uh, Venetia, uh, Felix's sister, there's that scene where what's the scene, Tom? Oh, I mean, I'll do I it don't for know. You. Go ahead. So, yeah, please. So she's <laughs> sitting below his bedroom, knowing that he can see her yeah. and she's wearing like a see-through nightgown. Yeah. And so he goes down and yeah, he does. He sure does. Goes downtown, gets his red wings. If you know what I'm saying, she's on her period. She's like, it's not the right time of month. And he's like, I don't give a shit. It's red wing. And he's like finger blasting her and then painting her like some warrior princess yeah. with <laughs> her own period blood, which I would vomit in your mouth and then goes down on her. And then you see the scene where he's like in the water, washing that off his face. There well, my eyes is, were still closed at that point. So maybe I yeah, don't that. blame you. So she, there is a, a, a part to it. Like, he becomes, and this is something very interesting that I saw. Uh, there was a podcast by this girl, Coco McCo. She's like known for predicting trends. Okay. But she says every single time he looks in the mirror, we get a different version of him. And like the first time he looks in the mirror is like in his dorm room after you see that he's like vomed all over mm -hmm. the mirror. That was so fucking oh, gross. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then his mom calls and then like he's a different person. And then every single time he looks in the mirror in saltburn manner he becomes a different person it's like he looks himself in the mirror he's like all right now time to become this person so he looks himself in the mirror goes down and now he's like this he's like using saltburn manner to like fuel his fire and he's like all of a sudden now he's yeah. making demands and he's like you're not gonna throw up your food tomorrow yeah and she's like nope i'm not and i'm like well, I couldn't, who I, what like i thought that was like just them being kinky and them just be like having this like dominant role play thing but then he does that with fairly as well yeah he like climbs on top of fairly and is like let me give you a little hj fairly and you're not gonna be a dick anymore right yeah and he's like yep 
And then the next day, he writes that email, essentially coming from Fairley's email, saying, hey. It wasn't even the next day. There, the, in the flashback scene, uh, is it Fairley or Farley? I thought it was Farley. but uh, I think you're right. I think it is Farley. But he's just passed out after, it is Farley. after, his, little, after his little hand job. While Oliver what a sits waste there of and, effort. And, right <laughs> after Oliver just like sits there and like like takes his phone and, and sends the email to yeah. uh, Sotheby's to Chris but, Sotheby's that's what it was Sotheby's yeah. about selling the, like, the hey, plates. Uh, Sotheby's I got a plate can I uh, sell it like just you know it's one of those things where uh, I, I don't know man like also I mean that that part there I couldn't pick up on what like because I think. In any in any scene, right? Like, let me take a step back. What I was trying okay. to get at is, I you try to figure out like if someone pulls a gun on someone, right? Not in this movie, but if like someone pulls a gun on someone and points it at them, like what's the reaction? What's like the what's a viable reaction to that situation? Right? Is someone going to kind of fight or flight kind of thing? I didn't know what to think when he goes in there and grabs Farley's dick under okay, the sheets. See, I did because I'm like, oh, I see what he's doing. He recognizes the fact that Farley is is a, a like same person, different font. You know what I mean? Like we're okay. both social climbers and I oh, know okay. that you're a social climber. You're catching on to me. Okay. You're the only person in this house that knows what I'm fucking doing right now. Yeah. So I'm going to put you in a very vulnerable position and say you're not going to do this anymore, right? And if you notice... He's the only person in this whole fucking movie who doesn't die. I wonder if we get a sequel out of that. Oh, I we don't do we need a sequel. I don't know. Well, I don't know. Well, on that on that note, I will say, I speaking of like because you know if you talk about sequels, it's like oh, what did we not get? What 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 did we not get answered? There is a giant gap of time, right? Because like this, he goes to Oxford fall of two thousand six. Then it's on what break is it? Is it the summer? summer break yeah summer summer break okay so now we're in 2007 so now it's summer 2007 is when everything transpires during the movie and then the end of the movie picks up in 2022 and so what was oliver who is like clearly an insane person doing between 2007 and he got that fat check yeah and how fat was it i mean clearly it had to be fat you know, yeah. But then you see him writing the email about the flat. I think he bought that flat to rent it to her. What? Oh, yeah, one that. of the flashback scenes is him writing an email uh-huh. about the flat that she says she's rented or Why bought. She- she's yeah. like, oh, I just bought this little flat, and I think that he like got her there with that flat. But how did he? How? That's oh, now I'm lost further. I now I understand know, why people are like watch it twice, but I'm like I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I, I so, can't. That's a long. So he road. got her there to buy that flat. Like waited in that coffee shop essentially for her to show up, and just continued on, because I think his end game was always Saltburn. Like I don't think he gave a sh- gave a shit about the people. Yeah. Once he saw Saltburn, like his obsession was Felix, and then he got Saltburn. He's like, no, my obsession is this house. Like yeah. I want this house for my own. And one of the cool things on that podcast uh, that I heard, she was saying how there's, you know, that weird lunch scene where like Felix has just died and now we're all going to eat fucking pie. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Yes. What? 
And Elspeth, the mom, she chokes on her food, which is essentially foreshadowing how she dies. She loses her airway. Okay. He takes her oxygen off. Yeah. Venetia spills her red wine that she's fucking chugging all over herself, covered in blood, and she slits her wrist and dies in the bathroom. Yeah. So, and then, you know, poor Farley's the only one who reacts like a normal fucking human in that scene. He's like, are we just going to eat pie when he's like fucking dead? Yeah. And everyone's like, yeah. They're trying to close the shades because they're going to walk by with the body. And that was another thing that I saw that the uh, the undertone of the color red is just like so prominent throughout the movie. There's yeah. a scene where Jacob Elordi's in his dorm room and he's like laying down on the red carpet and Oliver walks in. And if you see the scene, I, I looked at the screen grab. Oliver looks like he's the shadow of Felix because Felix is laying on the red carpet because yeah. there's like the two windows behind them essentially showing like how he's going to die yeah. and then um, they go to shut the curtains and the mm-hmm. curtains are red that they huh. shut for that and then also the birthday scene where they're singing happy birthday to him to Oliver yeah. and then you hear someone say like oh shit I forgot his name I don't even remember what his name is huh. so these people at his birthday party don't even remember what his name is yeah. and their room oh, is man. tinted red essentially saying like these are the different areas of like hell for these people yeah. And, uh, you know, like so much symbolism in movies like this where you're like watching. I'm like, OK, yeah, I get it. But like, I'm not picking up on that unless TikTok tells me. throw out something that that's been uh the the part of the movie that i picked up on a lot that yes um or i mean more people have talked about on social media maybe that's a better way of saying it the soundtrack oh it's so good so just for context you know i'm like i have a i have a hand in the in the dance music industry or at least i used to a hand is just my, my you know i i like dance music i always have you know and and in the u.s dance music has never been as big as it is in, in, in Europe, and especially like in the UK. And so there's Murder on the Dance Floor, which which was oh, in this that film. Scene. And that scene that, and that song are just yeah. pinnacle. I mean, it's a great song for that scene, too. It's just of like, it has that, you know. But like, there's other songs out of this that like, I'm getting angrier and angrier that like, I see pop up on... I'm not the only one. I see pop up on TikTok and everyone's like, oh, this the song from Saltburn? And I'm like, are you like, what's like, the, no, it's not the song from well, Saltburn. This was very intentional. So Emerald Fennel, because this is a 2006 based movie. Yeah. She tried to make this as 2006 as possible without it like throwing in your face. So uh, he's where he's reading Harry Potter by the pool. Yeah. Like it, it's like super mainstream. It's like very popular. So he's reading it by the pool, and then he, there's also that scene where he's like, "Do you think Ron, Hermione, and Harry had a threesome?" Yeah. And they're like, "I fucking hope they did." Yeah, <laughs> same. Uh, Felix is wearing a Livestrong bracelet. Yeah. When they do karaoke, there's like, you know, they're listening to Flo Rida, and you know, like, yeah, all this stuff. So she wanted Arctic Monkeys to be the main song like that the murder on the dance floor song she yeah. wanted to license an arctic monkey song but gen z has like caught on to arctic monkeys 
and repopularize them. And she's like, I feel like that would take everybody out of the 2006 vibe. Yeah. Because it's so popular now. So that's why she started, she made the soundtrack as accurate to 2006 as she could. And I'm with you because it's so fucking annoying when people are like, oh, this new song from Saltburn. Yeah. I was like, new song. <laughs> new it, song. It, and to be clear, by the way, it's not even just Murder on the Dance Floor, right? It's no. MGMT and Tomcraft and uh, uh, Lady Tron. Like, a block party. There's that, that one scene where, like, I was like, there's a lot of music in here that I would, like, from the, like, late, you know, 2007. Yeah. was like really into and then knew about it but it wasn't popular in, it wasn't popular in the US as much like it was either alternative music or like dance music anyway to see this stuff pop up I'm like oh great it's getting its moment but like also annoyed that all the kids are calling it saltburn music I'm like that guy like how do you not know no and Arcade you know the, I was bartending at that time club bartending and bottle girl and shot girl yeah. and it was just like no, that music made my tips. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was my tip music. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I will say is we haven't talked about the bathtub scene. Yeah. Okay. You want to do it now? Sure. So for me, because I read a lot of smut, yeah. I, read a, I read some dirty literature, as does your wife. Yeah. So this, like not shocking to me. Like this movie is like PG-13 to me. Yeah. But there is... I just really want to applaud Barry Keegan for <laughs> that scene. Yeah. Like no universe. Mm -hmm. I love my fiance mm -hmm. so much. Yep. I am, you know, I'm just going to say spitters or quitters. So there's not like, I'm yep. aware of the situation yep. here. There's no universe that I'm jumping in the bathtub. <laughs> after him to slurp the rusty ass fucking bath drain. Yeah, I was I was going to say he like tongue uh, fucks it. Hot take, it's not what's in the water that's gross to me almost. It's it's almost me the either. fact like oh not the bathtub. Like the bathtub is <laughs> grosser than the To me I just like I don't know. I'm not <laughs> It's like going in any hot tub at a resort yeah. and just slurping the water. Like, I don't care. Salt burn too. I, you know, I honestly thought that the, that's where the name came from. The salt burn name. Yeah. Was from the bathtub scene because I yeah, knew about yeah, the yeah. bathtub scene. I was like, oh, okay. It's because he drinks the, the yeah. semen water. I yeah. was wrong. Yeah. Uh, but he just is like finger or tongue fucking the drain. And I'm like, that yeah. is, they live in like a, 2000 year old yeah. mansion <laughs> that has got to have some i don't know rust yeah. issues it's gonna have some tetanus from that something yeah that is kind of where i was like Ugh. yeah i mean and i'm not trying to get too deep here but yeah to me it like because you know i i'm an open-minded person fine with whatever you want to do that's all fine the me too the i'll never yuck your yum i'm not yucking yeah. anyone's yum the the funny the the most the grossest part about it was the fact that it was the bathtub one and there's like I don't know I and it makes me question too like what is the line that I'm like oh okay well it's the, it's the fact that it's included in bathtub water and like after he soaked in it and it's dirty and gross I would rather I have just been the main product 
like the bathtub water is like there's dead skin cells you know there's the lint between your toes there's like you there's just this argument doesn't make any sense right toilet like you paper just, like, stuck in between your butt cheeks like oh, okay, I, I understand yeah. what you're saying yeah but there <laughs> I know I this is yeah. this is this is I maybe maybe this is also why it's not even uh it's not something to dissect too hard because you I'm start getting to. into I'm okay, going yeah, to and also I will say I I've seen plenty of girls and men men and women yeah who sell their bath water on yeah. the internet. Oh yeah, yeah, that's that's a that's a that's corner a of the internet. Yeah. So I get it. Yeah. So are people doing that? Are people like buying it on the internet and then like sipping it? Like what are they like Someone's got to uh, be doing it for it to have made it this far into the films. I was, I am so sorry to our staff that has to edit this episode and dissect it and and force you know, forcibly listen to this. Well, I'm so sorry. Katie. We didn't write the movie. You know, know. the movie we write, we're not drinking bath water. Well, well, for what it's worth, I had a conversation with Katie at, uh, Katie's our editor, at the office and sort of warned her that we might be talking about this movie. Okay. Um, I don't, she hasn't seen it. Have you met Katie and spent spent a lovely afternoon with her? Uh, It's not worse than hopefully someday you guys will hear about Katie's bed bug situation that she went through. So I don't yeah. think this is worse than that. I think she's going to be okay. like, this is fine. This okay. is fine. That's fair. I mean, I don't know if that's fair, but uh, I don't know. Okay. But, okay. Cause Whatever. it's not good. I'll say that. And I, I will also yeah. say back to the, the, the shock mm-hmm. from these scenes. Yeah. Is like, you know, like they keep flashing back to Barry Keegan slash Oliver. Who's like, mm-hmm. I wasn't in love with him. I loved yes. him, but I wasn't yeah. in love with him. I, I was also a, trying to figure out. In I those love scenes. a lot of people. Well, that was the thing. I was trying to I, originally when I was like sitting watching that. I'm like, are we at a like? Is he in a police station? Like, who's he talking? That's to? That's what I thought. Yeah, I thought I, he I, was I, like pleading guilty to the murders. Yeah, but clearly he's talking to Rosalind Pike's. Yeah, in a coma <laughs> body. Yeah, <laughs> and like, how did he get her to? convince her to leave him the estate you have that scene where he's like looking in on them signing the papers she's clearly mm-hmm. signing the estate over to him but like yeah how do we get there also and how much time went by that's exactly. the thing we, we don't really know because it it picks up 2022 but we yeah. don't know how long he was with her before he uh, uh, theoretically probably poisoned her he did right i mean he admits to poisoning her right yeah and i think that this all kind of was like not fueled by, but like he kind of saw how they all treated Pamela, right? So he comes yeah. in, Pamela is the entertainment. And from what I've seen, if we're following that Greek mythology, you know, she's like the jester. She's there to entertain the family. They even give her this like clown makeup. Like she's there just for straight entertainment. And when she's no longer useful to entertain them, they just kind of like throw her out on her ass. Yeah. That's Carrie Mulligan, by the way, because I don't know if we we mentioned. Yes. Yes. And so she, then you have that scene where Oliver and the mom are sitting Mm -hmm. there and he's like, well, yeah, but you know, that's assuming all of her stories are true because she really was like leaning in on them, essentially tattling on himself. You know, like trying to deflect from himself. But then 
so fly by night. You have the mom being like, oh, I don't want to go to London. I don't know. Yeah. I can't believe I have to go. Like, why do you have to go to London? Oh, for Pamela's funeral. She's always all about the attention. He's clearly seeing how quickly they throw people away. And he's like, um, you motherfuckers are going to die. Yeah. I was shocked by that, too. And I fully expected us to get a follow up scene, which we never actually did. No. But I, I fully expected us to get. So they like randomly. She's there. Then they sort of force her out and like, you, know, you need to, you, 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 you know, you, what they do to Oliver, you know, he pays yeah. her off to leave. And then she disappears. And all of a sudden, like, you know, it's, I mean, what it's like two weeks later, not even. Yeah. And she's, you know, she died. She has a funeral. <laughs> so, Shouty. yeah. So I, I yeah, that's, uh, did not expect that, but you know, uh, there we go. Well, the sister, we haven't really talked about Venetia a lot, played by Allison Oliver. I saw that they made her roots, like her hair is so fucked. Like hmm. for a very rich woman, like her blonde yeah. is fucked. Like her roots are awful. She has lots of damage. And it's essentially showing that she's like kind of like a fuck you to the establishment. Like she doesn't want to be part of the rich and famous. Yeah. And you hear from the mom that she's like clearly got an eating disorder. Yeah. Sexually, she's a masochist. Like she yeah. just like loves men beneath her which good for you girl <laughs> but emerald fennel said that she created this movie to essentially show how obsessed the uk is with wealth and power like yeah truly enamored they are especially like the richer areas because she grew up rich yeah emerald Wait, fennel grew up really real rich huh real rich her dad is like a famous jeweler in the uk is called like the king of bling okay so she grew up filthy rich. Yeah. So like this is the world she grew up in and yeah. essentially saying like, I grew up in this world and it is toxic as fuck. Well, it, it goes along with like the other stuff like, uh, you know, I mean, we just got out of succession last year, you know, where it's like, oh, yeah. Rich people being, you know, disconnected from the rest of society kind of mentality, which, you know, it's it's fair. But that's that's the reason why, too, it's like. Oliver, yeah, okay, he's insane. But these do these people kind of deserve it? Like, you know, I mean, maybe not to that extent, but they deserve it. They deserve no. a, 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 their comeuppance. And also, like, I did feel really bad for Felix. Like, he was doing something so nice by taking his friend on his birthday to see his mom. Yeah, I was going to say, too, that, like, okay, maybe he is his plaything or, you know, like whatever the other guy says to him. But at the same time, too, it's like, yeah, at some point also, like, rich guy or not like he invited him he cared about him he invited him up to his house his family for the summer just because you know he didn't have anything else or you know at least said that so manipulation great but also at the same time too you know i'm I'm more shocked how easy it was for him to manipulate him into becoming his like best friend yeah agreed and also i don't know if you knew this time for fun facts but oh yeah timothy chalamet was almost oliver and i can kind of see it I could, you know, what's funny. I could have seen Timothy Chalamet as Felix. Ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. Same, more than, same, same, more same. than Oliver. Dude who plays Oliver does it really well where he is, um, uh, Barry, uh, is it Keegan? Is that how you pronounce the name? I think it's Barry Keegan. He, I, he has like his, it's really funny. Like his face, like just can play either side, I guess. Yeah. Like. Whereas I feel like Timothy Chalamet has like that pretty boy, like, you know, it, it fits Felix a lot better than I think uh, Oliver. That's my, my take. 
but I didn't know that. One of my favorite fun facts is Rosamund Pike actually lived in the Saltburn house while they were filming. She lived there. Lucky her. Little fucking bitch. Um, <laughs> uh, so Barry Keegan, when he was offered this role, he said he was going to approach it by playing five different characters and uh-huh. he labeled each scene with different Oliver. So there's like Oliver one, Oliver two, Oliver three, yeah. Oliver four, and Oliver wow. five. And then he had five, which we love Moleskin notebooks. He had five different notebooks that he detailed each version of the Olivers. Jesus. And isn't that so fucking weird? But the house that they actually filmed in is the Drayton mm-hmm. house in Kettering in the UK. And it was built around 1300. Hmm. 1300. Jesus. We don't, we don't have old things like that here. No. <laughs> uh, for reasons, obviously. Also, can I point out something? Do you, do you know how old Rosamund Pike is? I don't know. She hasn't aged since 1999. So I have I no know, idea. But she's only like either like 44 or 45. She was born in 79. So, but she's like, she's playing this like mother to like, you know, two twenty somethings or whatever. And yeah, you know, I don't know. She's, she's too young to be playing, you know, old, uh, matriarch. And I, I don't know if that's even the right word here, but I agree. Um, and you know, something that drove me nuts too, mm-hmm. talking about like just the characters, I fucking hated the eyebrow piercing on Jacob Elordi. <laughs> and apparently Emerald Fennel, the director, she like mm-hmm. fought tooth and mm-hmm. nail for him to have the eyebrow piercing because it was like super popular in the UK yeah. and like men's clubs and stuff yeah. in 2007. And I fucking hated it. I hated yeah. it. I hated it. But I totally get it. I mean, it fits it fits the time period in the character, I think. I'll take I mean, I think. And um to your point about the soundtrack, mm-hmm. they said 90%, not 90%, mm-hmm. but they say like the majority percent and then in quotations perhaps 90 of the licensed film soundtrack budget was spent on Mr. Brightside by the killers, which they sing for yeah. less than two seconds. I know in the it's car. so quick. And by the way, can I just point out, uh, because our sister podcast in sync did an episode about Mr. Brightside in the holiday, uh, oh. back in December. Love, love. So as soon as that popped up too, I'm like, Oh man, there's that song again. You know, just it. it I mean, it was such a big song around that time period that like, yeah, if you're trying to nail down a time period and uh, like, you know, late two thousands, what better song than Mr. Brightside. But yeah, that that wasn't even like that featured in there. I know. So crazy. And like, this is the one fun fact that I don't really understand what it means, but you will. Yeah. So the whole film is shown in the 1.331 1 aspect ratio, yeah. the old four to three TV aspect ratio. And she said she did that. So it gives the impression that we're all like peeping in on the secret story the way that Oliver was. Can I, I'll just mention something too. I'm like, as a film nerd, at first I was like, oh, they're trying to be artsy with it. I will say there is something to it where I'm sure that a lot of people were like, hey, is this broken? Do I have like yeah. a bad copy of this or something? But there is something to it because your eyes are kept into that box that the you don't time. have. Yeah. Right. You're not wandering around a scene. You know, when, whenever there's a scene and it's, and it's widescreen and it's filling up the, the frame, like you, your eyes can wander or notice something in the background. But like everything is is so tight that you don't have room to sort of wander in a different direction. So I did appreciate that about it. Uh, oddly enough, it was one of those things where like I didn't notice it 
but I think that's on purpose as like they film it. Cause like I have a hard time watching like some old TV shows that are filmed like in, you know, old aspect ratio. Like, uh, I mean, funny enough, this was an argument that the guys behind it's always sunny had not that long ago. There was like some speculation yeah. about how, how hard they were arguing about it. Cause there was, it came up during their podcast, but, um, that there were some people who were like, Oh, you guys should go back to the old four, three format, like the widescreen. Like it just doesn't, you know, for like the type of comedy and everything they're shooting. But anyway, yeah, no, I thought it was, I, it took me a minute. My wife noticed it. She's like, why is it just a square? And I was like, Oh, it's the, clearly they're just trying to go for something like an aspect ratio, but yeah. And you know, what's so crazy is I didn't realize it until you're just saying this. Yeah. I watched it on Amazon prime on the TV and then I finished watching it on my phone. Yeah. While I was doing defensive driving course and uh was very high on edibles and (laughs) normally when you do a screen and screen on your phone or your ipad you get like a rectangle yeah yeah, yeah. this was a square and you couldn't change it yeah i just realized that (laughs) can i just wait i feel like that's a line from a movie or something where someone's like they they learned how to drive drunk so that uh you know, like then they know how to, they, they, then when they learn, how, they actually drive, they know how to drive while drunk. That's how they learned how to drive. You took edibles while taking a defensive driving course. I'm not done yet. Cause I'll be okay. honest with you. You, there's like these little tests that you have to take. And I thought you had to pass them. Yeah. And it shows this car. I'm doing the improv comedy one and it shows this car driving down the street and you have to tap the screen Mm-hmm. of what you have to look out for your girl couldn't fucking do it i could not get it i was like pedestrian and they were like wrong yeah. and i was like what the fuck bus and they were like yeah wrong. yeah <laughs> one of my favorite fun facts by the way is the uh um i found on imdb and it says when felix was sitting in the garden eating an ice cream he was reading harry potter which I did bring mm-hmm. up. Felix Felicius is actually a potion in Harry Potter, which makes a drinker lucky. And the brewing time needed to make this potion is six months, which is exactly the time that Oliver knew Felix, according to Venetia. Oh. And he was the lucky one. So some Harry Potter shit up in here. Can I also just point out, maybe to, maybe to tie this up, uh, Emerald Fennel, like what? fucking crazy because she wrote this by herself right yeah. like and there's no other writing promising on you like this woman yeah but here's the thing i want promising, to drink with her yeah promising young woman which i still haven't seen but i know enough about because of the other podcast uh in sync doing it but i will say like we're like the storyline for that that I'm, I'm i do know about i'm like okay you know it's like a little bit of like revenge you know like there's there's something to that i feel like i i i, I can understand revenge i guess this comes from a dark place like this very like, dark you know so but she was the rich person i know and yeah also, you're right and also i saw that the um the the last murder on the dance floor scene took 11 takes imagine just flopping your dick around for 11 fucking takes and it's I, not like you can just walk around he is flopping that thing he is flopping i feel like some of those moves were intentional to flop it a little bit more to like let it swing out, you know, a little bit. Well, obviously, of course. And I just, I also feel like, I don't know. There, you know, I don't know. <laughs> what? What? I, what are you gonna say? I just, I feel like poor 
Jacob Elordi, right? Like mm-hmm. he gets this movie. It's it kills it. Yeah. Nobody wants to see Barry Keegan's penis. We all signed up to see Jacob Elordi's penis. All six foot five of him. Yeah. What's up with his height? He's that tall. He is. That's insane. Yeah. Again, two very not conventionally conventionally attractive people. Yeah. Have just I I don't know who is styling Mm -hmm. Barry Keegan right now for all these award shows. But my God, he is fucking killing it. Yeah. Can can I also point out, too, I uh, this is a weird one, too, because I didn't know him at all. Right. Like he was completely new to me in like really. Yeah. Didn't didn't know who he was or where he came from or anything. And then, yeah, when it ends up coming up, that's where I was like sort of shocked where I was like, wait, he was the guy like because there's like a scene in a background somewhere in, in, in the Batman where like he's the Joker, apparently. You didn't watch the Banshees of Inishirin? No, I never saw him before at all. And I and Wait, like we're talking about his, Barry Keegan or Jacob Elordi? Uh, Barry Keegan. Okay, Barry yeah, Keegan. yeah. He yeah. was in the Banshees of Inishir and he plays kind of like a um uh mentally challenged adult yeah. kind of. Uh he's very, very endearing and very sweet. Yeah. No, I did I didn't know anything, didn't know a single thing about this guy before this movie. So Okay. Well, yeah. Well, well, I also saw a, a rumor to wrap this up a little bit that Jacob Elordi may be entering the the comic universe playing somebody soon. Was that the one I just said? No. Oh, wait, Jacob Elordi? Jacob Elordi, Jacob Elordi yeah. Oh, okay. It's a person who shall not be named. Okay. All but right. uh, yeah. I mean, I'm naming stuff, but you know, it's, it's, it's a fleeting reference. So well, this one is one we're not naming. Okay, fair. We're not naming this one. <laughs> we're not gonna uh, name it. Yeah, fair. But yeah. Also, it was he's is is Jacob Elordi the one who was like portray, he was he's not the same guy who like portrayed Elvis, but like the he took it way too seriously. No, that's the other guy, <laughs> yeah. the blondish one. Okay, Jacob yeah. Elordi plays Elvis in Priscilla, which is from Priscilla's yeah viewpoint. Okay. And he plays it well from all the clips I've seen on the tick and the tuck. Good for him. Good for him. He sure does. Yeah. So, you know what? I, I will say this about, about this movie. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. I'm glad I watched it. It was yeah. very, uh, it was dark. It was definitely a psychological thriller, which I love. Yeah. Do not consider it a comedy in any way, no. shape or form. <laughs> Sorry, friends. Yeah. But uh, I, I enjoyed it immensely. Yeah. I I liked it. I it was it was a little long, but it didn't feel long for what it's worth. Like I know a lot of people have had issues with like the length, but I don't not Barry Keegan. I, <laughs> <laughs> uh I didn't I didn't yeah, I was it was good. I'm glad I saw it. It felt like a ride. And that's I'm yeah, not I, gonna watch it again. Yeah, no me either. I I, okay. I know there's symbolism in there. I know there's things I missed. I don't have the patience to go back and watch it again. And on top of that, too, here's the, I will give it I will give it a lot of credit. Did you see the twist coming at the end? I knew that he was the one killing them all. But I also okay. love murder and love okay. this kind of stuff. So I'm like, oh, it's 100 percent him. Yeah. But I didn't see them playing it out the way they did. I, You know what yeah. I did enjoy about this a lot is I love movies 
we've talked about this a lot. We love when things aren't hand fed to us, which they didn't really hand feed a lot to us. A lot of it we had to kind of put together ourselves. Mm-hmm. But I do really like the fact that they really wrap this up in a bow. Yeah. And like he they could have ended the movie with him by her side saying, I really enjoy taking care of you. I'm going to enjoy taking care of this house and not shown us having him admitting to killing everybody yeah. and us putting that together ourselves. Yeah. But I enjoy the fact it didn't feel spoon fed. It didn't feel like they were force feeding it to me. It felt more like, no, let's just see how dark this eat the rich, you know, mentality of his goes and just showing the way that he killed each of them. It, I would have really enjoyed reading this as a book. I'll tell you that this would have been a fantastic book, but I didn't hate it. I didn't like, I wasn't done with it and being like, Oh God, I do not want, this is going to be a rough episode. Yeah. You know, like sometimes I watch movies that like everybody loves and then we talk about it and we're like, Ooh, it's okay. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't know anything going in. And so Obviously, when people start dying, I'm assuming he's it's it's his fault, right? Because I'm I'm yeah. sort of picking up on that. But and so the like revelations that come about about you know how he killed everyone, I'm like, okay, you know, like that that answers that that ties that up. But like how it was all planned from the beginning, that was the part that I never saw. Coming. Yeah, that was bananas. I will say there was a part of me that really thought it was the math kid that killed Felix because he got oh. jealous of Barry Keegan and Felix's relationship and was like, no, you're you did me dirty. I was at your house last summer. I'm invited to this birthday party because I'm friends with him and I'm going to kill him. That's where I yeah. thought that was going. Obviously, yeah. I was wrong. Uh, that can be for salt burn too. salt kind of burns. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I don't know. I I. It was enjoyable. I can see why people like it. It doesn't have the best Rotten Tomatoes in IMDb, which I don't really go off yeah. of a lot of, but it's got 71% yeah. on Rotten Tomatoes. Well, and, and here's the thing, too. I mean, you mentioned it there, but like, because there was something I said before, right? I was asking the question about like, hey, do you, do we, is it ever explained where the family got their money or anything like that? And it's not, not explicitly, right? And you, like yeah. you said, too, like there was like little like breadcrumbs kind of thing. To me, being spoon fed details that like explain a backstory or something aren't always necessary. So I like the fact that we don't have to know where this family got their money from. Like there's because they're so aloof about certain things like them, not fully explaining, you know, uh, for instance, you know, how did Pamela die? We don't know. It's not explained. That's okay. I'm okay with that because, because it's sort of like they're so aloof about, her yeah. dying they could care less that it's never even explained although it seems sort of precarious like did she it just, seems like, like a suicide yeah you know um well she does say like it's it's it, she's right she, like she'll dramatic do or, for attention right yeah so it's sort of insinuated like oh she killed herself for the attention uh, so i'm okay with stuff like that and i think that's actually sort of like helps like the lack of spoon feeding the audience is actually good but i also because this is kind of percolated with like such an audience and like younger generation, I can also see how they would be turned off by the lack of information being given to them. And you kind of have to like figure it out or there's a lot of symbolism and things like that. So it's, I don't know, maybe it's a cross section of the audience. That's, that's 
getting this movie. But I also feel like it flew above people's heads. Yeah. You know, like some of this, I think, is a little like it's 100 percent eat the rich, Mm -hmm. you know, that kind of thing. The Greek mythology behind it. I'm a huge Greek mythology nerd. Yeah. So I really enjoyed that. But. I can see where people are coming into this for the gratuitous sex scenes and the, you know, wildness and all that kind of stuff and leaving being like, what the fuck was that? Yeah. But I mean, it's like watching any other like a 24 movie where you're like at the end of it, you're like, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. But, but all right. So if someone's never seen the movie, well, we we can, maybe this is a good place to, to, to wrap it. But like if, if someone hasn't seen it yet, Okay. And they somehow got through this entire podcast listening to us spoil the whole thing. Like, would you recommend someone see it? Yeah, I think so. If you enjoy this type of movie, if you like yeah. a psychological thriller where there's twists at the end and it's, you know, yeah, of course it's 2024. Of course, we're going to see some pain just flopping about in a mansion doing lines of blow. But okay. I think that it also for the people that really like to dive into a movie and symbolism and that kind of stuff, I think you would really enjoy this movie. And that's why I think, like you said, there's a gap between the people that are obsessed and the people mm-hmm. that are like, it was eh. Yeah. Well, uh, also thinking about it and thinking about the more you talk about, you know, gratuitous full frontal male nudity in this movie. I feel like this is one of the rare movies where there's full frontal male nudity without any female nudity. It's about fucking time, Tom. It's about time what the Barbie movie's been pushing for. Like that's, that's what all the, it's what Midge was pushing for <laughs> pregnant Barbie. Yeah. So, well, I'm glad we finally got back together to talk about, you know, bathtub scenes. And <sighs> I mean, that was the thing too, is like, I, I think I texted you and I was like, cause you, you messaged me a while ago. Yes. Like, Have you seen Saltburn? And you're like, everyone's talking about it. And I was like, oh, yeah, all right. And like when, whenever it's like, quote unquote, everyone's talking about it. Yeah, it that's not your vibe. Off. I know no. when I say that, I'm like, well, now Tom's not going to watch it. I should be like, have you heard about Saltburn? No one has seen it. But full credit, because I think this is where it came full circle. My wife was like, uh, it was like early in the morning, too. That was the other thing. It was like breakfast time. Oh, my God. And- no, you said we're watching Saltburn. I was like, it's so early in the day to watch someone drink semen bath water. But okay. Because she saw enough TikToks about it. She's like, we have to just watch this movie. And I was I like, good, glad, because uh, uh, Amanda's been trying to get me to watch it. And so we ended up throwing it on. And I had to pause it for like a couple hours. I got to, um, I think, Oliver, I mean, uh, Felix's death, and then had to pause it and then come back. And there was still a half hour of movie left. So I, I had got to take to an the bathtub or the uh, the pool scene where they're all sitting by the pool and he's yeah. like, "Are you mad at me?" And that's and I was like, "Oh, oh yeah, I fucking remember any of this?" <laughs> so I had to like rewind thirty minutes and, and watch it to the end. But um, if you haven't seen it, go see it. If you listen to this go entire thing, I don't know why. And it's our our first uh, 2024 movie, and we we hit it with a new one. You know, I'm sure we'll throw it back soon, but you know, we hit it with a newbie be back with old stuff that you've already seen and you don't have to go watch you do, do homework, homework for. before you watch yeah exactly well happy right, 2024 well, happy new year everyone See you. bye bye hi i'm kyle can we geek about is a new podcast from gotham west each week jj and i will delve into the geekier side of pop culture from our favorites in science fiction and fantasy to new releases and even maybe rag on some absolute flops. 
We promise that even if you don't like what we have to say, you'll like how we say it. But anyway, can we geek about? Did you really need me here for this? I just needed a ride. <sighs> can we geek about? So give us a listen, subscribe or follow wherever you get your podcasts.